And welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast for January 4th, 2020. Thomas Miller back with you, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. There is some major news going on in the world that you are, I'm sure, fully aware, and we will pick that apart and look at it from an astrological perspective. Before we do that, I would like to uh, talk about next Sunday, which is obviously Saturn-Pluto's conjunction at 10.03 a.m. Eastern Time. So locally here in Dallas, Texas, that puts it at 9.03 and I just casually mentioned yesterday that maybe uh, the best thing to do would be to hang out at a at a coffee shop somewhere and just watch it come in. <laughs> and uh, one of you reached out today and said that you would like to join the party. So I'm really seriously talking about this being just very casual and not any big deal. But maybe if a group of people would like to gather in the Dallas area and watch this thing come in and just hang out with each other, why, we could do that. So uh, why don't we do this for now? There are details to be worked out. If you're going to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area next Sunday and free in the morning and you would like to do this, would you email me, info at funastrology.com, and just let me know that you're interested. We'll establish contact, and then as the details unfold, I will let you know. Now, let's talk about what's going on over in the Middle East. So Friday morning local time in Baghdad at around 6 o'clock or 6.15, United States officials approved and initiated a drone strike on a motorcade coming out of the Baghdad airport and killed one of Iran's top military officials along with his motorcade. Now, what was amazing to me on this is Thursday's podcast. I just casually kind of talked about the uh, attack on the embassy that had happened earlier in the week and had mentioned that, uh, you know, anything initiated during a moon wobble is basically like that's when you don't want to do it. Uh, This brings a lot of gravity and severity, obviously, to what was originally just an amped up protest now is... And a significant escalation. So to that end, let's answer the question about, well, now who's the perpetrator? And I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is uncharted territory. I do not talk politics on this show. There are Republicans listening to this show, and there are Democrats listening to this show, and there are independents listening to this show, and they all have an astrological chart. And that's all I'm worried about. It's like I'm not getting in the middle of a political conversation. Just want to look at the chart, want to be objective about this, and try to see what the energy is showing around this. I do know that when I talked to my partner about this, Majana, tonight, that she, I think, felt something that um, we'll have to unpack, but it was a solemn moment for her. So as I look at the astrological chart in Baghdad on about 6.15 Friday morning, about the time of the attack, what we see is that the whole Saturn-Pluto-Capricorn-Stellium stack was in the first house. Mars was right on the cusp, just about to leave Scorpio to go into Sagittarius. It was in the 11th house, and the moon was in Aries in uh, the third house in Placidus, in a Placidus chart. Now, yesterday we talked about Mars moving into a fire sign, Sagittarius, That's certainly uh, at 29 degrees, 49 minutes, which is where this was when that happened. You would absolutely read Mars as already there 
So Mars was in fire. The moon was in fire. But the big thing that I see standing out on this chart is a big T-square involving the moon. So the T-square is when you have a planet that has two right angles. So the moon is throwing off two squares. One is going to the north node. The other is going to Jupiter, Mercury, south node, and the sun, all in Capricorn. What it is not throwing that square to is Saturn and Pluto. All right, so that kind of looks like a V, if you will. And then you basically close the top of the V with the line between Capricorn and Cancer. That's the north-south node, but it also, that opposition includes the north node opposite Jupiter, Mercury, south node, and the sun. So what are we looking at? A very ominous chart. Let's talk about the moon for a second as a trigger of things. Back in the last full moon, which was around December 12th, I had a friend who um, was recently diagnosed with a very large tumor in his chest that had penetrated a rib at the time of diagnosis. And basically, after only 90 days, he passed away on that full moon. I kind of had wondered if that would be the case. And it triggered, basically, I mean, he was in hospice care, so... Uh, but it just triggered his his departure. So the moon in Aries is warrior energy, right? That is Aries warrior is ruled by Mars, and Mars had just tipped into a fire sign, and the moon is sitting up there in Mars' other ruling sign, ruled sign, <laughs> Aries, and that has a definite aggressive war-type air to it. Now, on a T-square, when you have that V and then it's connected by the opposition, the planet at the focal point, which in this case is the moon, that's the one that's at the 90-degree angle to the line of the opposition. Uh, That planet is the focal element of the T-square. It's the one that needs to be resolved. It's the one that could be the trigger. It's the one that's the obstacle if we're talking about a hurdle like we are here of kind of a north-south node type situation. So the moon is definitely in a very highlighted and featured point at the Baghdad chart of that morning. And that it is in an aspect, it's in a most direct aspect to the sun. So what happened? Obviously, this group of people, their light was extinguished. Their sun was extinguished. Their first house went dark. We're talking about Saturn-Pluto. And we're talking about moon wobble. I mean, these are all the things that we've been talking about. And then to, you know, if if anything else happened, you know, if somebody had a, a traffic accident or, you know, an injury or just any of the different things that can happen in life, if any of those kinds of otherwise things happened, you would look at it in the context of just daily life. But when you have this kind of chart with these kinds of tensions and knowing that we have these other elements to consider. I just think this is incredibly ominous. Now, this is where in astrology, you can go down dark tunnels. And this is where I've always said on this podcast that astrology is built on polarity. It's built on duality. So for everything that you see like this, that you would go, whoa, wow, there is another side. 
Now, the question is, how do you invoke that when you're talking about something that could affect the whole planet? And first of all, I don't know. I mean, I'm just just describing what the chart looks like. And then the thing that always comes to mind is the other side of the wheel. So in that light, I asked Majana to come in here and join us. Welcome to the uh, Astrology Podcast. Hello. (laughs) Is this your inaugural voyage on this one? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, it's the weekend show, so we're just kind of unpacking this. So what are your thoughts as you have heard this and look at this formation? What comes to mind? Well, I think it is very ominous, and you can, you know, I think everything has a light and a shadow side. And where do you want to put your attention? This is a very shadowy chart. What we know, what I know, and I hope you know, is that we're looking at Pluto and Saturn, and that is representing change, foundational change. And change can be hard. It can be scary. It can shake us to our roots. And it can be just a huge upheaval. And it doesn't have to be. So we can control how, on an individual basis, how we perceive change. The other thing that I absolutely know is when we're looking at the universe, and on this scale, it's just the global part of the universe, but the strongest force everywhere is love. That's the highest vibration. And I truly am not Pollyanna. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying let's all start singing Kumbaya. But this is... It just is. Love is just the highest vibration. We also know, it has been scientifically proven, that in mass, we can focus our energy and manipulate the Earth's magnetic force. That's true. It has been proven. And what is the opposite energy of love? Fear. So when we start to read the headlines and we start to contemplate what this could turn into, and we don't know at any point right now, What's our best action? To do the opposite. Don't do fear. Do love. And intentionally set that a couple of ways. One, for yourself. See yourself full of love and radiating that love to the parts of the world that need it most, which, in my opinion right now, would be the Middle East and anywhere Trump is. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, you didn't hear this part, but I was just saying kind of like what I've uh, this new radio show is about hospitals. And the guy says, you know, we treat Republicans in our hospitals and we treat Democrats in our hospitals and independents, too. So it's like I mentioned that here that, you know, we all have a chart and that's what we're talking about. We are just talking about the energy. So as you said, where is it needed? It's needed in these key central places for sure. I mean, we know we're going to do go through change. There. There just is, I think, no question in my mind about that. And everything is pointing in that direction. So I do absolutely believe we can focus and affect that change so that it can be managed, not in fear and not in violence. So I guess that's my request for everybody. (laughs) Well, that absolutely. And that's why I wanted to bring you in here was just to uh, bring in that point of reflection And I think that that is exactly how we should approach this, is just from the standpoint of that we are going to do – the only thing we can do is send our own energy. Let that energy be love and not fear. Yeah? Absolutely, and feel it. I mean, you know, so what does that mean, send it? 
It means feel it. It means visualize what it is to go through this change in a peaceful way with resolution and what that feels like to be filled with love and knowing that we are affecting the whole earth in a positive way. So when you close your eyes in meditation over this weekend, send that love. When Majana and I close our eyes in meditation, we will be sending that love. And the collective of that can literally alter this situation. I totally believe that. All right. Have a good one. We will check in tomorrow. Take care. Have a good Saturday. Bye-bye. Oh, and thank you for joining us. (laughs) Thank you.